So would you help me in welcoming and honouring Pastor John and Danielle? Let's welcome them to the stage. Hey, Thanks, okay. how are we doing? Come grab a seat. Thank you, okay, Ben. Here we Thank go. Thank you. Thank you, Ben. Thank you, Dan. Very kind words. Oh, my pleasure. Nice. How are you guys going? You going well? I'm slightly nervous about this. Yeah, but, you should be. Uh, <laughs> but overall, pretty good. Can we do this on like Father's Day where where I can't get in trouble because it's Father's Day? It's like, yeah, like you've got to be very bus. careful today because like you it's can't. It's Mother's Day. Throw as me I under the bus today. Be, as I always would be. Happy Mother's That's Day. As true. we said a little bit earlier, hey, this is great. Yes, I just want to wish all our mums a very happy Mother's Day and just encourage you that you're doing a good job. Right. Because uh, often we can beat ourselves up of the things that we do wrong or that we don't get it right. But uh, most of the time you're actually getting it right. And I uh, just want to tell you that you're doing a wonderful job. And be encouraged today um, that... Uh, so much good is coming out of the investment that you're making both into your children's lives and your grandchildren's and beyond that as well. We can often um, have that thing called mother guilt, uh, which is much more prevalent in women than it is in men. Uh, the guilt right. factor. The guilt factor. Okay, uh, there's, guilt. I've read books about it. It's like you just feel guilty. Guilt. Just I'm feel guilty. Guilty if you go to work. Guilty if you stay home. Guilty if you do this, say that, whatever. Right. So just take the pressure off today uh, that nobody's perfect, so you're not going to nail right. it 100% of the time. Right. We can share a few of our fails so that you realise we're not perfect either and we're you're not right. going to get fails, it right all the time. But uh, just be encouraged that you're doing a good job exactly. and be kind to yourself. Very I'd just nice. like to Very say that nice. to start out. Out to all the mums who are watching online. Your mum's probably yeah. watching online. Happy, Happy Mother's, Mother's Day, Day. How good is that? To, hope you, well, you're an awesome mum. Mom. We love you. And, and for, also for those, you know, in, in, in the room today, we are talking hashtag relationship goals. Yeah, totally. So we're going to talk specifically around marriage and some parenting things. Tonight we've got three young preachers who are going to talk yes. about friendship and so how nice. to develop so great friendships. Awesome. Next Sunday I'm talking about sex. Oh, that's right. going to be interesting. That'll be fascinating. You're I can't on your wait own to there. hear how that goes. So. <laughs> So, uh, that, yeah, that, we'll leave that till next week. Yes, okay. all right. I won't so ask around that This week then. on top of the covers, next <laughs> week under the covers. Now. <laughs> no, you anyway, are on your own. I'm on your own. <laughs> and also, just I want to also just say because I know not everyone in the room is married, not everyone in the room is a, a mum. But I just, our hope is that out of we, we, we're committed to speaking into relationships generally. Right. Uh, marriage is an important part of our society, family years. And so, if this isn't specifically related to you, then we're praying that some of the thoughts that are shared here that relate just generally to relationships yeah. will be helpful okay. to you. So that's our idea. Awesome. How good's that? Well, I'm excited for this morning. It's going to be great. And we're going to get some gold uh, out of Pastor John and Danielle. But well, can you start by sharing with us, how long have you guys been married? And do you have any children? How old are they? If nobody knows you, let us let us know a bit about that. You, 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 you go. Okay. Yeah. So we've been I married for quite a while. Uh, <laughs> 1995, April the 22nd. So that's 24 years. Uh, we've been married, 25, the big 25 next year. Apparently that's important. So remembering that. Apparently. Apparently. Yeah. Uh, and we have three children, 21, Jackson, Mitchell's 19, Gemma's almost 16. So awesome. is that right, babe? I got it. Yep. Got a tick of approval. Well. I'm on fire. That could have been. A, that was a good moment or bad moment. Yep. It was a good moment. Thank awesome. You. Hey, um, last week we heard a great message from Pastor David Gilpin, and was it was entertaining. Very fun. Very funny. Entertaining. But it was also very freeing. And he shared around this concept of 
that no no marriage is going to be perfect and our right. goal should not be a perfect marriage but every uh, year every month is have a slightly better marriage and slightly it was awesome marriage. i loved it so right. freeing mm-hmm. and so no marriage is perfect so why don't right. you share with us a bit of a just help us out here help me out personally sure. it's gonna be quite freeing but any marriage fail moments Oh, you go. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> wow. Um, okay, so the first one that sprung to mind was the wheelie bin incident, uh, which was um, oh, just one of those. I appreciate I that John takes the bins out, right? And uh, this certain week, uh, the wheelie bin didn't get put on the road. And so uh, it was full. Um, a f- you know, right. b- family of five, you just like fill that whole yep. garbage bin up. And so he realised the um, error of his ways. I did. And I'm just thought, thinking, I mean, this is, this is, there's two wheelie bins a week over 25 years. Oh my gosh. So that's, just let me finish. that's about two and a half no. thousand wheelie bins. So yeah, one out anyway. of two and a half thousand. So what happened was oh, that he was like, <laughs> we're going to get rid of the rubbish, okay. So we mass. can take the whole wheelie bin in its entirety to the tip and empty it. Yes. So he chose my car well, to lie the wheelie bin down. Yes, I did. Full of all the juices of the week, oh. all the rubbish, all the decomposing yep. I didn't food. realise I was going to be driving downhill. And it just like <laughs> emptied out into my car, oh. that horrible off garbage oh. smell that never went away, ever. That beautiful. In that I car. Tried, I tried everything to yeah, clean well, that car. He did, he did a male clean. No, and, no, 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 no. <laughs> wow. I it tried didn't go everything away. to clean that car. Oh, it kind of almost did, but every time it went in the sun after that, oh. the heat just brought it. Oh it was my a good God. day when we sold that car. Because, uh, and if you bought it, I'm really sorry. But it was a good day <laughs> when we sold that, that car. That's memorable was like, to me. Oh, yeah. That was three, a three years reminder of a fail. That so. you took out the wheelie uh, bin. Well, one of Dan's fails, to, well, you know. We, we, no, 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 well, really. before we got married, we were talking about our future. So this is not a marriage fail, just a relationship fail. And, and she, I was sharing all these great big visionary ideas for my yeah. life. Right. And she just, in one particular moment, said, why can't you be more normal? And she named a person who we both knew, oh. a guy. Why can't you just be more normal like so-and-so? Ouch. And you know, like, sometimes you say something and you can never take it back. <laughs> and it's just, like, still you, there 25 years later. It was, just, it was just a funny thing. It was a fail and it was uh, funny and I've forgiven you. I regret saying that. I'm, I'm sorry. It's okay. No, we've all got those things. <laughs> so good. Thank you. Oh, man. Well, let's flip that around and <laughs> feel intense up here. Um, no, I'm just joking. Just joking. Okay. No, just joking. Um, share with us what's something that causes your marriage to thrive. If just one thing, it doesn't have to be the one thing, but what's something you guys do that causes your marriage to thrive? Okay. Uh, do you want to go first? Okay. okay. Well, first of all, it is Mother's Day. Danielle is an awesome mum, and I mean that. She's a really great homekeeper. Uh, she keeps our, our family as a priority. She keeps great. our kids as a priority. She does lots of little things that, that just makes our family our family. So she's an awesome mum. Yeah. Um, I would say uh, one of the things that makes our relationship thrive, and, you know, disclaimer, not always thrive. There's there's it's highs and lows in every relationship. We're not we're not here as the perfect couple. We're here as, as ones who are always working it out. Yeah. But I, I think we made a 
decision pretty early in our relationship that um, we're going to continuously invest into our relationship. So we're not just going to invest into education and our finances and, and our kids and church and other areas and sport. We're going to actually invest into our, our marriage. Uh, it doesn't come naturally, um, you know, relationships. So people often say that you, you opposites attract and then opposites attack. And so, you know, there's a lot to learn. And we've, so we've made a decision that we'll con- continuously uh, read marriage books books, we'll, have, we'll do marriage courses. Uh, one of the things the last few years that we've really enjoyed uh, is a little app called Focus on the Family, and they just have a daily podcast, it's, and there's interviews, and, and I, you know, I try to once a week listen to something on family right. or marriage, yeah. and then we talk about it. So I'd say investing into our marriage would be something that helps us. Oh, we're just trying to grow, and we're always um, in, in navigating through areas that we have never navigated before, whether it's in early marriage, um, later marriage, or parents of young kids, parents of teens, parents of teen, um, kids that are leaving home. It's all new ground that you're always walking into and right. so just wanting to learn from other people, talk yep. about it uh, and grow and, and get some tips. Um, I, would, I would think that one of the things that makes our marriage thrive is is praying together as a couple right. and uh, we haven't always been good at it but we've just realised the importance of it uh, on a regular basis, not just right. like a hit and a miss sort of like, oh we really need to pray for this issue. Not just in crisis. So, um, yeah, in crisis. So we'll, pr- we'll uh, um, pray you know, for a couple of months, sort of on a regular basis, but then we'll sort of like resort back to our own personal prayer or hit and miss sort of thing. But over time, we've realised the necessity to pray together, uh, both for unity and just um, for that closeness to God being the third strand in the yep. court of our marriage, which is a scripture out of Ecclesiastes. And so, um, yeah, I mean, that's been a trial and error. We yeah. we we didn't nail it, was it was in the it early like at days. The start, I wanted to, you know pray for a long time together and storm the heavens and you weren't so keen on that initially no no and and you know we'd try and pray together and you'd say can you just you know calm it down and have your own quiet time another time yeah uh, let's just you know so we kind of it was trial and error to or to I'd work pray for something and then he'd like pray the same prayer afterwards like mine wasn't powerful enough or you know meaningful enough or something I'm like wow really are you Ooh. right yeah so, so <laughs> that, that sort of a thing it's <laughs> and what, we, what we've what we've seen is and statistically it, um, we've heard people talk about that often in church world and in non-church world, the divorce rates are really high. Right. And it's often in church world not particularly different. Um, But the, the one stat that will keep a marriage from not failing but going the distance is yeah. 1% of people who pray together daily will end up in divorce. So if you were to say here today, give me one little thing that would mean our marriage could go the distance. Uh, the research behind it is um, that it's that it's one um, percent if you Less pray than together. 1%. Less than one percent compared to fifty percent right. of um, ones that don't pray together. Yeah, exactly. And I appreciate John taking the lead in that because right. sometimes you just get busy, you forget, yeah, or totally. just think, you know, uh, yeah, who's going to sort of lead that? But yes. I appreciate that John takes the lead, and yes. you know, when do you want to pray? you know, tonight, because I'm already like doing something stuck in the middle of it. It's not like right now, but hey, maybe in an hour or something like that, we can do it. And look, just one minute or two minutes, you know, of prayer. It doesn't have to be like 10 minutes or 20 minutes. They're just, just a couple, holding hands, a couple of minutes and just praying for one another. Such, such a real cool 
thought. So Isn't that powerful? Why don't we give a hand just for that? That is worth its weight in gold. One thing we can all do. That is so powerful. Well, Pastor Daniel, why don't you tell me one thing Pastor John does as a husband that has really strengthened your marriage? Just one. Strengthened. (laughs) We've got time. (laughs) So many, of course, so many. He's a good husband. (laughs) Uh, Okay, well, all right. If we're just choosing one, I would say um, John speaks well of me and to me. He he respects me as a person. And he, um, so in public and in private, he will speak well of me to other people in front of me or behind the scenes. I hear about it. It's just, he speaks well of me and that just makes me feel valued as a person, um, it makes me feel safe, it just makes me feel respected and um, that's, I really feel that that's uh, a strength that he brings into our marriage that really helps me. Nice. Oh, that's Thank so you. good. Come Thank on. You. And uh, on the flip side, Pastor John, I'd love yes. to hear the same question. What, what's something Pastor Dan does as a wife that strengthened your marriage? Okay, so lots of things. Um, one that comes to mind, if, if you've ever read the book uh, love languages and Dave Gilpin referred to it before and it's a great if you want to invest in your relationships I'd recommend this concept of love languages and you know the idea behind that is we all receive love a particular way and so for me uh, physical touch and words of affirmation help me feel loved see <laughs> I'm feeling so loved right now uh, and often you you use that what you receive you, you feel love you use that for someone else but theirs might be different and yours What's your? Tell us what's uh, changes. My love languages, (laughs) all of them. Uh, But no, (laughs) (laughs) specifically acts of service and quality time. Right, the two that take the longest. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's right. Uh, For a reason to keep our marriages strong. So mine, mine is. I wouldn't be alone in in terms of that. Danielle does, and I bought, I bought a couple of samples. Right. Oh, so good. Danielle, she writes me little love notes. Okay, and she'll leave them for me, and she'll pre-think them, and she buys these things you know thank you for all you do it says in the back and then she'll write something and so I, I just bought a few I've got a cupboard that's full of these and these fill me with courage they make right. me feel appreciated and yeah. it's awesome so this one just says you're a hot love oh no that's the wrong one so, <laughs> oh, just, I was going to say like put some of them away wow <laughs> you, you shine the love of God you're caring and soft anyway yada yada sharing, yeah, I'm not going to share them all we got the picture now yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, but they are specific um, praise things encouragement things and it's not just on a birthday or on anniversary but it, it's something that she goes oh this this helps me feel loved so wow i love that that's so does. powerful and as pastor john said that resource is a game changer and i just so encourage everyone to read it and you can do a quiz and find out your love language and it just really helps in all relationships as pastor john said well in any relationship conflict can be so, it's just real right it's right. it's reality There's, we're it not going to have you, a Dan? yes <laughs> yes i learned so I, when i was dating i was like oh we'll never have a fight you know uh, the classic optimism yes. yeah, perfectionism yeah. if you lie no. down on the couch Dan, we could talk about this <laughs> all right um, <laughs> <laughs> no thanks okay um conflict okay. right okay yeah, yes okay. Get, get back to it so what, what have you found can cause conflict in a relationship because I know there's many many things and then why don't you talk us through a bit about how do we manage conflict well in relationships and conflict can be you know with, uh, with each other against something or sometimes conflict can be between each other so I'd love to hear your thoughts around that okay you okay so look I think look every relationship is going to have conflict it's it's unavoidable um yeah. I think the, the, 
There'll be, and we, we learn a couple of different things that have helped us in right. terms of conflict. One, one is that will help us is, is the concept of a love tank. And a love tank is that, is that sense of um, when you're dating and, you, you know, the honeymoon phase, the first year of marriage, you're doing all these things and focusing on the other person. And every time you do something loving that they receive as loving, you're putting a deposit in the love tank. Yeah. And then when you do something dumb uh, or uh, unthinking or unthoughtful or revert, you, you take, hypothetically, you, you withdraw <laughs> from the love tank, okay? Right. And so, uh, so conflict, it's almost like... Like in the early stages, conflict isn't much of a deal because your love tank is so full yeah. and, and you can kind of get through things. But, but what will accentuate conflict along the way, just a couple of things that will accentuate conflict. One is when there's external pressure that's draining on us emotionally. So when you're emotionally drained, you're more likely for conflict to be more of an issue. Yeah. That, that would be one thing. Or when your love tank's being drained. And so there are particular seasons in a couple's life. You've got little kids, you're getting less sleep, yeah. you might have financial pressure. Uh, you know, so there can be external pressures as well, as well as it might be a demanding season in, in, uh, in work or there could be some external stresses in yeah. family or loss or whatever. So all of those things can, can then heighten conflict and that can make it a difficult time. And so the, the classic things that cause conflict in relationships is finances, um, expectations of what, who's going to do what around the home, sex expectations, um, different family, backgrounds, children. family and children. Yeah. Just he wants to do it, sort of handle things this way. We've all got a different upbringing, so all of those can create conflict. Yeah. So yeah. Um, uh, in in the, I mean, we're familiar with all of those stressors all of those, as well yes. uh, in conflict in our marriage. And so what I've probably learned is to not open my mouth and just blurt out whatever I'm thinking oh. on the spot because that can be hurtful. It can be damaging. Um, I can say things I don't mean, I don't believe, but it just comes out. And you know, I sort of grew up in uh, in a family with my brother. We were only 13 months apart, and we'd just like you know get come to loggerheads. And I'd just like start, you know, calling him names. I was name calling or back and forth to each other. You're stupid. You're an idiot. I hate you. You know, just that sort of stuff. And right. so then when I bring that into my marriage and John doesn't so appreciate cool. that because his love language so is words cool. of affirmation or maybe he's just a human and he doesn't appreciate that. Yeah, uh, so <laughs> Come so uh, even though I'm just like letting off steam, he's like, you can't say that. And so I had to learn to, you know, stop doing that and be... Um, pull back my, just bite my tongue in the moment. And also, even if it wasn't saying, you know, things in the heat of the moment, you just like, you say stuff. And so just to pick my times right. of yeah. uh, when I'm going to raise something. So not to just sort of go, wow, I can't believe you did that or said that. And, you know, I just put it in the backpack. We'll never talk about it again. I'll bring it up. I'll raise it at another moment where it's right. not in the heat of the moment, right. in the quiet where I can think about it. It's not super tense. But so I've learnt, um, you know, just timing yep. of um, of conflict and having a chat, and also just the. That's um, cool. That's a great thing. I think just to to be raising something at the right moment, yes, uh, and to to wait for it and to come. Because often, often there's so many stressors, like you say, happening at that moment. Right. Might be feeling vulnerable. Might be feeling depleted. Might be triggered off by so many things, yeah. external or internal. Yep. And so just to let that diffuse and come back in at another moment and, and talk uh, to Which get understanding. Which is great in theory, but that doesn't always work. Yeah. It's great in theory. No. no we we we've worked on that. Yeah. Yeah. 
to get understanding of what the other person is feeling and right. why they reacted the way they did or why right. I reacted and them understand him, understand me. Yes. Uh, but just that conflict um, management. Yes. I think we were always trying to go conflict resolution. We've got to resolve every little thing that was ever said or every spat or whatever. It's just how to manage it. Mm. Don't really understand why you did that, but I'm trying to understand you as a person and what right. triggered that off and yep. where's that come from, from your family of origin yep. and the, um, the mind sets that you have growing up from yep. your own family. I'm just trying to understand that experiences that have happened throughout life and yeah. so yeah, I think management. I think the biggest thing we learned, and and we um, we used to pride ourselves on conflict conflict resolution. Oh, we're going right. to resolve everything. We'll talk it out and we'll work it out, uh, and we did really well for many years. And then we we got some things that we just got stuck on, yeah. and we just and then so we kept trying to resolve them, and we kept clashing and kept yep. trying to resolve them and eventually we were like this is getting us into a hole we need to get some help we need to we're not working this out ourselves we need to um, find someone who who helps and so we end up seeing a psychologist which yep. really helped us and that would be one of my key thoughts to people today is that take the stigma off getting external help that is so good uh, if you've got if you've got issues with your body um, you don't just try and work it out yourself you go yep. and see a doctor yep. and if you've got issues in your relationship that you can't seem to resolve just talk to a pastor get a recommendation yep. And, and that was one of the really good things we did. And what we learned around conflict that really helped us was, was this whole idea that we don't have to resolve and come to an agreement. We have to come to an understanding. Right. And so right. I need to learn to understand what's going on in your heart and what's going on in your mind. And you need to learn what's going on in my heart and my mind and appreciate those things and validate those yes. things. Um, and, and understand where we're going to be able to move forward because if we've got understanding, that's where intimacy comes from. And so the, probably our two biggest mistakes we would make when, when there was an issue that we were trying to resolve, whether it be over finances or, or what, any of those areas, mm. one would be accusation. So, you know, I'm feeling like this because, because this. You made me. You did this. So that feeling of accusation would then get the other person into defensiveness. Right. And those two things of accusation and defensiveness are the enemies of understanding. And so what we want, this is a really simple thing we learned is when I'm talking about my feelings and I've been triggered, I'm upset, I'm annoyed, you've done something maybe you're unaware of or vice versa, um, is instead of pointing my finger at you, point it at me. I'm feeling like this. So not you did, but I'm, this is what's going on in my heart. It means a bit more vulnerability, yeah. but this is what's going on in my heart. When I'm doing that, then, or if Dan, let's say Dan's doing that, it's a better way, and she's, then I'm not going to go, well, I didn't mean to do that, and you always, blah, blah, blah. I'm going to go, oh, okay, help me understand. Right. So rather than being defensive. So not attack, don't be defensive. And that, yeah. that's helped us heaps, hasn't it, to have that approach. Yeah, absolutely. It's gone very quiet in here. I feel like people are just like processing. Are there elbows going just on like, around the room? Oh, what about this? What about that? But yeah. just trying to help, you know, from things that we've learned, and we're still learning. So it's good. not like we perfected the right. conflict, um, you know, management world. We're still learning yeah. it as well, and it's, it doesn't mean that we fight perfectly all the time. It, we, you no. know, we still have our moments. But um, a, an excellent resource that we used is from the 
Gottman Institute uh, from America, two psychologists that are married to each other and they do a lot on relationships, speaking into it, awesome. on parenting, on family. You can follow them on Facebook. They it's all data-based. It's research-based. Oh, it's brilliant. Powerful. And that little, um, that little booklet, the uh, aftermath of a... Yes, um, of a regrettable incident. Of a regrettable Just, incident. Oh. Five regrettable incident. Five things to through. Five things to walk through. So it's very powerful. Yeah. And the, yeah. the beauty for us... Just takes you through step-by-step step if you're sort of yeah. like, I don't even know where to start with this it's just sort of like okay yeah, so good. Is, the, the, yeah. here's some words you can put to it the beauty for us is it helped us also unpack is often the reason that I react to something here and now is because of something in my past and it's, yeah, it's kind of like totally. I've got a bruise or I've got a, you know, there's a, there's a wound in me yes. that I might be unaware of and you touch it and I go, ah! Wow, and, right. wow. And you, <laughs> you're like, that well, that wasn't, a, that, wasn't a, that wasn't a big deal. Why did that, why did that trigger you so much? Yeah. And it wasn't what just happened. It was the things that have happened yeah. in my yeah. life. And for many of us in our upbringing and, you know, we live in an imperfect world. Only yes. God's perfect in terms of relationship. Yeah. So, so the, the coming to it, it's really it's helped so us helpful. with... What's that? So helpful. That was very helpful for yeah. us, yeah. Oh, isn't that good? Come on, who's getting something out of this? Wow. This is amazing. Well, marriage obviously changes when you begin to add children, right? It just adds another exactly. dynamic to life, another dynamic yes. to, to your personal relationship Absolutely. and the family world. Yeah. And, um, what, so I, I know that first season, and I see it in friends, and I've heard that that first season of young children can be so busy and full on, and life's different now, right. we've got less time available. Can you share, how did, we, how did you guys find... Uh, connection together within that season or how did you uh, do that journey of your marriage staying strong within the busyness of that first few years? Uh, yeah, I mean, it's a great question because you, um, your priorities change in adding a new one, but we would always say putting the marriage first um, above your parenting relationship even is what's going to bring stability within your household. And if you're sort of staying connected on the same page, uh, then that's going to be the best thing for your children to see, a healthy marriage modelled. So um, we had to fight for that because it didn't come naturally and kids are very demanding and they just want all of you and suck the life out of you, right? <laughs> Hear an amen. Right. Oh, my gosh. I'm encouraged. No. <laughs> yeah, I know. You want to go there. You want to do that. It's like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, Josh is like, <laughs> your best days are ahead of Stop you. Stop crying, Josh. <laughs> Can I get him some tissues? Stop it, Josh. Sorry. <laughs> no, but sometimes you have nothing left over. Right. And so, you, I mean, you have to uh, come into that with a, an, an agreement and understanding that we're going to keep each other as a priority and we're going to keep connected and yes. what does that look like on a daily basis just talking with each other even with kids around Checking we're still going to make that yeah. uh, that time for each other and our right. kids are going to see that and and, and they're just going to have to wait sometimes if it's yeah. not urgent or important dangerous right. whatever uh, so we would have that as a uh, as a principle mm -hmm. from the start and then try and live it out on a daily basis right. which is difficult we'd try and have um like a little one night away a year even from early days right. just sort of go let's have a getaway just the two of us so we can just uh have um put that time right. into each other yeah. and if you've got family who'll look after your kids for you 
do some do the deals swap. with some other friends. We'll swap. look after your kids for one night. Oh, you look so after our yeah. kids for so one good. night. You feel like an adult and you get that connection back that you yeah. might not have on a daily basis and then just trying to have those date nights um, locked in for every month or whatever that we could do, whether it's, you know, just um, putting the kids to bed and having a candlelit dinner or going out for a coffee or just right. something short yeah. and sweet if it wasn't a big full-on date. Yeah, and not worrying. Of, like, I think that just having... We call it date nights, whether it's just a coffee, whether it's not about budget being right. awesome. When we had little yeah. kids, right. you know, I was working two jobs, you were working three jobs, we were tight financially, yeah. we couldn't have awesome holidays or anything like that. Uh, fortunately, there was no Instagram to feel guilty about what other people were doing. But yeah. we, so we just kind of, we're just like, well, let's let's go for a walk on the beach tonight. Let's 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 like Danielle said, set up the lounge room with yeah. with some fondue or something. You know, it's just this make things makes yeah. a, a priority of our relationship. Yeah. And because uh, we parents, I think it's very easy to become um, kid centric that everything revolves around your kids. But actually, right. if your marriage is prioritised as a young parent, yeah. uh, that's a really good thing to establish. And it gives stability and security to your kids. Oh, they want mum and dad to be in love. They want yeah. mum and dad. Even though they'll fight it, they want you to prioritise one another. That's awesome. What I'm hearing is you, you were purposeful about it, right? Because it's going to be a busy season and if you, don't, if you just don't lock things in, it's just going to go naturally to the, the kids. But you guys locked in date nights, yep. time away, yep. made that a priority in your life. That's so powerful. Mm. Well, yeah, making our intentions a reality yes. rather than just like, oh, we want to do that. Yeah. Right. Oh, it's been another few months have gone by, we haven't. Right. But locking them in, being intentional, definitely. That is so cool. Come on. Mm. And, you know, so as you said before, you've got a 21-year-old now who's graduated the teenage years yes. and uh, two are still in those teenage years. Yes. And tell us, if you could go back in time uh, when your oldest was 12 years old, about to become a teenager, and, you know, you're about to shift gears in parenting to teenage years, what parenting advice would you give yourself? It's going to be Okay. I, I wouldn't even go back to the 12 years because that was a really bad year. But I'd like maybe 11, we'll go back 11, to 11. Sorry. What did I say? 11. <laughs> I just have bad memories associated with that. But okay, yeah, okay. okay, we'll go. We'll take it no, back. A little to earlier. A little yeah. earlier. Okay, so I, I would say your kids are going to get like massive hormones dumped into their body. Right. It's going to be confusing, crazy, and full on for them. Let them be the kids, and you be the adult which means that there will be times when they'll want to push you away, but it's actually a test, so don't let them push you away. Um, there'll be times that they'll probably say things that they don't really mean because it's all so weird, so just don't say them back. Be, be the parent. Be the adult. Right. Just don't, don't, get, don't, you know, don't get caught up in, in yeah. that moment. If it means having to go for a long walk to calm down when you're really riled up, just do it. Um, because I'd rather, you know, for me, and uh, the, that, that whole idea is words can stick around for a long time. Yeah. So you're just much better to calm things down and just walk away and Great. stay calm. And, and fortunately, we, we were to, we're together as parents, so it can, this can be more challenging for single parents. But there are certainly moments where I'm like, I'm out, you're in. I'll kill him if I, don't, if I hang around. <laughs> so tag, see you later. You're I'll in. be back in 20 minutes. <laughs> uh, or vice versa. Yeah. Here's this kid. Oh. 
absolutely. Wow. Push you to the limits. But, um, yeah, I'll just say don't take stuff personally because they do have a go at you um, because you're the closest person we in the world. We love all you teenagers sitting over there, by and the way. You're awesome. <laughs> we do love you. You're awesome. True. Love to uh, and, and so they, they let it out on you, which is a safe place from their perspective hopefully so we're trying to make that a safe place and so all the angst that's going on in their life and with their friends and school and pressures and who they are and identity and all the rest of it is coming out towards you as a parent often and so not take it personally even if they say I hate you to your face with that venom and it's like it's not real it's like it's just this stuff that's coming out and so it's not like you say to react and go back head to head it's just sort of like you know no you don't don't mean that whatever or just like okay let's just walk away from now but I'd say talking to other parents is such a great um, you realize there's so much normal behavior in the world or you read um, books about it and just like oh they're a normal teenager that's okay you know there's uh, nothing's new uh, in in mankind so it's sort of like oh that makes you feel like a bit of a normal parent which is helpful I think that to me, the power of church, one of the great powerful moments of church great. is being a parent. And whether you're a single parent, whether you're a couple as parents, there's definitely a season where, you know, at, your kid's at eight years old, nine years old, dad knows everything. At, at 13, he knows nothing. It's quite amazing how much I lost in five, you know, in those five years. I, I was a genius. And then, but, but in that moment to go, hey, there are some very cool on fire for God, yeah. respectful uh, youth leaders, kids' church leaders. Yeah. And so we just intentionally connected our kids yeah. into church and youth so that if we weren't being the primary influence, yeah. then, then they were, had role models and people they looked up to who, were, who would reach out for them. And youth ministry, uh, you know, even though it's inconvenient to get your kids to youth every Friday night, right. for example, yeah. or Sunday school, though, those things uh, really help in the parenting journey, I reckon. Wow, so, that village, on. it's so... I mean, you've been there yeah. for yeah. Um, our boys. It's like so right. many people yeah, that they can go to instead of us or just feel like someone cares or us yeah. after them or mm-hmm. that we have into our home so we can intentionally build that relationship without them wondering why. But it's like very... Into, it's for a reason that we're wanting yes. to connect our kids to people that can be good role models, that can be there when they need them, that can they can go to in a safe place or just feel loved. Yeah. yeah. Thank you yes, for being thank the village. You, church family. Exactly. Isn't that cool? Why don't we give it up for our youth leaders and kids leaders? Isn't that amazing? <laughs> Role models for the next generation. You're amazing. Well, as we uh, finish up, is there anything, uh, last words you'd like to say around the whole world of relationships, marriage, family life? Oh, we've covered off a lot of stuff. I'd, I would, I think that the, the whole idea of being a learner and a listener and, con- and complete, continuously investing, I know. Um, many terms will run marriage groups or marriage courses uh, and I think next term we're going to be running some parenting courses Great. so I just think that that mindset I'm going to invest I'm really going to invest and probably my big thought would be if you're in a hole get help it's Come okay on. it's okay don't don't um, sometimes and I imagine in a room like this there'll be people here thinking it was it would probably be easier if we just separated um, and I would say, do not do that if you, haven't, if you haven't reached out for all the help that you can possibly get. And you'll find, and we've, we've had this scripture in the center of our relationship, is that two are better than one. 
but a three-chord strand's not easily broken. And there's been plenty of times when we're both emotionally empty and we've got external stress and our love tanks are empty where we've just had to go, oh, let's just pray. Jesus, would you come and be that third strand? Would you come and fill us with love? Because we can't fill each other with love right now. So would you fill us with love? Would you fill us emotionally? Uh, Would you help us get through this? And he does. And so to reach out to him and to reach out for help is such a powerful thing. That would be what I would say. That's, that's so true. It's so good. And I'm just reminded of that scripture of, you know, what you focus on, um, that whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is of good report, think right. on these things, whatever is true and honest. You can so easily find the fault in people or in your marriage or with your kids, and that can become the prominent or it's all bad and where's right. the hope in this, but to look for the good. So look for the good in your partner or yes. look for the... Um, good in your family member or in your yes. children and focus on that that's and really great. and that's where the love notes come from because it's just like I'm focusing think on these things good. and put that up Make prominent in front of you even every day going back to that rather than sinking into the negative which might be a natural um, way that you think but it's lifting your eyes up to see the good and then that's what becomes prominent in your thinking that's so good. It's very yes. good. Love it, man. Well, can you guys please pray for us? Yes, as we we'd love to, do to that. pray for we'd everybody to here. That. Why don't we close our eyes right across the room? Father, yes, we just Lord. thank you right now for every relationship here. Lord, I pray particularly for every marriage here. Thank you. Lord, so there's some here whose partners aren't here today for all sorts of reasons. Lord, there's ones in here and the strain of conflict and pressure and stress is real, even as we're talking about it. Lord, we're all in different seasons and different moments. So I'm praying right now that you, Holy Spirit, would come and pour your love into every person. That you would come and be that third strand. That you would come and be the strength of every relationship here today. Lord, let the the wisdom of God flow, the love of God flow into hearts. I'm praying in Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. Lord, I just pray for every parent here today. I thank you, Lord God, for the blessing of children, Lord, that you have given us, Lord, as a gift from you, Lord. And I pray for every parent as they give out, Lord God, that you replenish them. You replenish them emotionally, physically. Lord, even today there's people here feeling depleted and just quite empty. Lord, I pray you are the answer in every situation. Lord, you come. You bring strength. You bring energy. God, you bring peace where there's minds full of doubt and fear and anger and anxiety about today, about the future. I pray that you will release peace into every heart, into every mind. Oh God, that you will bring hope, Lord, into every person, Lord, seeing the future. Lord, there is hope in you. Oh God, we thank you, Lord, for the life that you bring. Lord, for the hope that you bring. And I pray your blessing upon every mom, upon every dad. Oh Lord Jesus, that you breathe afresh today in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Well, guys, can we uh, can you join me in honouring Pastor John and Danielle? Thank you so much, guys, for sharing with us here this morning. Thank you very much. So powerful, and as I said before, I love our church. I'm grateful that we have leaders who are vulnerable and willing to go there to help us on our journey.